This is a series of podcasts which will deal with recent legal developments uh, in European energy law. My intention today is to explain some of the recent case law and developments concerning national price regulation, especially price regulation of retail markets. It is perhaps well known to many listeners that wholesale price regulation is explicitly forbidden in the directives uh, from the second package of 2003 onwards. However, the situation with regard to retail price control, retail price regulation, is perhaps not so clear. And that is why I would like today to examine, from a non-legal, legally technical point of view, how the courts have been dealing with cases that have been either referred to them from national courts or um, have originated in infringement proceedings from the European Commission to ask the courts to apply the European rules to these national price, law, price controls. So the first case I want to talk about um, is a recent ruling concerning um, price regulation in the gas market that was applied by the Polish government um, until quite recently. Now, this is a case uh, involving an, an infringement procedure. So the Commission um, brought the Polish government to court because it had applied a national rule to its gas markets, um, whereby the gas companies had to first notify um, their intended gas prices, their proposed gas prices, uh, for regulatory clearance. So this uh, provision really prevented then gas suppliers charging market prices because the regulator would only approve those prices on certain conditions. Now, the Commission apparently considered uh, when it was corresponding with the Polish government on this regulation, that there might have been arguments that such uh, an approach under national law could have been justified under what is known as the public service obligation provision. This provision is found in Article 3, Paragraph 2 of the current directive, so the current gas directive from 2009, uh, often referred to as the Third Package Directive, but the text of Article 3, Paragraph 2, we can find uh, word for word in the earlier uh, Gas Directive of 2003, so the Second Package Gas Directive. And indeed, the Polish law had uh, to be judged at the relevant time under that directive. Uh, you might realise that these infringement cases can take a number of years uh, because there's quite an elaborate procedure which the Commission has to follow before it eventually will get the member state in question into court. So the court then uh, was asked uh, whether or not the Polish rules uh, re restricting the, the free setting of gas prices by the market complied then with Article uh, with the gas directive. Now, 
the court was not asked to directly rule on whether or not the public service obligation in Article 3, Paragraph 2 of this directive applied um, because, as I mentioned, uh, although the Polish government and the Commission corresponded on this matter, Poland had never actually declared to the Commission that the purpose of its gas pricing rules uh, were indeed to ensure various public service obligations. Now, for those familiar with this topic, uh, you might know that this is a, a very loose term, um, but a public service obligation can be imposed by um, a, a national authority on an energy supplier in order, for example, to ensure security of supply or environmental protection or consumer protection. Now, from the law in question in Poland at the time, and none of these objectives were clearly stated. And as the, the directives require a member state who wants to use this argument that a particular regulation is supposed to further a public service obligation, uh, they must notify that uh, first to the Commission. That won't, doesn't mean that the Commission has to approve the public service obligation, they just have to be informed about it. Um, nevertheless, um, as Poland had not um, designated um, the energy suppliers in question as being responsible for ensuring public service obligations, and furthermore, it wasn't clear from the legislation that um, the interests of only a particular group of consumers had to be protected um, in accordance with this law. In other words, it wasn't clear if the the beneficiaries of the regulation were domestic consumers or a wider group could have been involved. So this was, um, for the court, obviously uh, problematic. If a member state was going to try to defend its uh, regulation before it as being necessary uh, in the interests of consumer protection. Therefore, in this respect, um, the court was not convinced that the Polish legislation uh, that it was asked to examine in September of 2015 would meet uh, the criteria for being um, allowed under the provisions of the directive under Article 3, Paragraph 2. Now, another concern of the court that's worth mentioning is that when uh, the rule, the regulation, was examined more closely, the court established that there was no restriction in time on the Polish rules. In fact, there was no provision uh, for the legislator to review uh, the uh, price-setting rules at any regular intervals, nor, furthermore, was there any provision for the regulator's decisions uh, to be reviewed by any um, national authority, such as a court. So these, if these elements in the uh, Polish system were considered uh, to be problematic, and therefore the court, the Court of Justice, was able to uphold the Commission's claim that, indeed, the Polish legislation that was in force um, up until 2014 um, was contrary to 
the requirements of the second package directives and by implication, because the provisions are similar in the third package, it would have also been contrary to the third package rules as well. So this is quite um, an important case and it builds on earlier case law and uh, in particular it builds on a very important case called Fetter Utility, which the court had decided some years earlier. And that case concerned um, an Italian regulation which had been introduced in July 2007. July 2007 was a key date because that was the date at which, in fact, under the second package rules, national authorities were supposed to introduce complete uh, market opening so that all customers, large or small, commercial or domestic, could, in fact, choose their supplier. Now, obviously, a consumer will choose its supplier on the basis of the price that the supplier is offering. And if member states continue uh, to regulate prices on which gas or electricity is sold on the market, then there will be little incentive for the consumer to switch. In this case, um, several Italian utility companies challenged the Italian regulation that introduced um, a, a reference price system for gas. A reference price system that was, as I mentioned, introduced on the very day that market opening was supposed to take effect. Now, the Italian authorities had justified uh, this rule on the grounds that the market in Italy was not yet subject to competition. It was not subject to competition because, in fact, uh, there were still a number of dominant companies, historic incumbents, who were not necessarily passing on to final consumers any uh, decreases in national, uh, in international gas prices. Uh, therefore, the, go the, the government was concerned that consumers would not benefit from flex flexibility and fluctuations of prices in the national gas markets. And so uh, they thought that this was a justifiable approach to protect consumers. In that case, um, the national courts, when they were asked by the Italian utilities in question to rule on the legality um, of this Italian price reference measure, um, they were not completely sure what to do, so they referred questions to the European Court of Justice, asking the European Court of Justice to give it guidance um, as to how to apply the directive. Now, one of the, the puzzles for everybody concerned here is that uh, if one reads the second package of directives and even the third package uh, of directives from 2009, there's no provision which explicitly states that the price of gas or even of electricity should be determined by the market alone. So, Price control is not expressly or explicitly outlawed in the directive. However, um, as the court in this Italian case of Federal Utility from 2010 confirmed uh, the idea that prices for gas and electricity at retail level should also only be determined by supply and demand 
would follow from the very purpose and the general scheme of the directive. After all, if you're going to have a market um, where consumers can switch and can choose their suppliers, then the very purpose of the directives would be to ensure that these suppliers could freely set their prices. However, the court went on to recognise that the directive also seeks to ensure high standards of public service. So we come back to Article 3, Paragraph 2 of the Directive, which, as I already mentioned, allows the Member States to intervene and impose public service obligations, which could relate to the price at which electricity or gas is supplied. So this is a very important article, and the Court, in fact, was confronted with, with a balancing exercise recognising the aims on the one hand of the directive to ensure uh, freedom of pricing, but at the same time it had to reconcile the express provisions in the directive that allow member states to protect consumers, to ensure reliable and uh, continuous gas and electricity supply at reasonable prices, in other words. Uh, public service type obligations. So what the court did in this case when it struck its compromise here, it said that um, national rules such as the one uh, that it was considering in this federal utility case had to be judged in accordance with four conditions. The first condition would be that the intervention in question would need uh, to be limited in time and not permanent. So it would be for the national court to look to see to what extent the relevant national law uh, would require the administration to make periodic re-examinations and at close intervals of the need for it to intervene in the gas sector and the manner of its doing so having regard to the development of the sector. In other words, um, if there was still uh, a lot of uh, restrictions uh, in competition and that consumers might still be confronted with monopolistic suppliers, then there might be some justification uh, for intervention. But that should not be presumed. It must be reviewed at regular intervals. So this was a, a very important um, condition. Now, the next condition was that the method of intervention must not go beyond what is necessary, either um, whereby the National Court may have to look, for example, at whether the inf intervention really targets the price component, leading to price increases towards consumers, or something different. So maybe uh, the regulation in question had some other aim which was not obvious on its face, so the task then uh, of the national court reviewing this national legislation would be, according to the European Court of Justice, to check that the intervention in question really was well targeted and that it would ensure that um, only the price component um, leading to possible price increases uh, for consumers would be properly controlled. The next step was that um, the proportionality of the measure had to be examined. This is also a well-known test in European law, so the proportionality would have to be assessed 
um, in relation to the beneficiaries of the measure. And this is again an important uh, condition because uh, the relevant Italian legislation went further than just protecting household consumers. It seemed also to protect small commercial um, users. And the court said, well, that might well be okay um, if the, these types of inter in undertakings, these smaller um, commercial consumers, um, were also um, at threat, at risk, due to fluctuating prices. So it would be possible um, to protect not only domestic customers, but also smaller commercial customers. Finally, uh, and the last condition that the court imposed here um, relates to the, the test of non-discrimination. So it was important, according to the court, that all gas suppliers um, should be treated equally so that, in fact, the measure in question should not have the effect of only favouring certain gas suppliers, for example, the incumbents. Um, so it was necessary then, in the, in the words of the, the European Court, for the national courts to go back and check that this non-discrimination principle was properly um, respected. Uh, importantly, the court reminded the national courts that uh, the principle of non-discrimination does not equal the same treatment for all, as certain interventions, while uh, on the face of it, applying to all gas suppliers might in reality hit some of those gas suppliers harder and that might make it even harder for them to access national markets. So this Federal Utility case of 2010 was an important precedent and it was that precedent that was used by the court in uh, the subsequent case uh, of the Commission versus Poland in September 2015. Um, now, although you could say, well, the court in Federal Utility had given uh, a lot of guidance um, for national um, regulators and national authorities to create a system of price control that would be potentially allowable under the directives, as I've mentioned um, earlier at the beginning of this podcast, the Polish government, in fact, had not really properly designed its price regulation to bring it under um, Article 3, Paragraph 2, to make it fit into the conditions of Article 3, Paragraph 2, and the application of that article, uh, allowing public service obligations, as the European Court of Justice had further fleshed out in the Federal Utility case. In other words, then, uh, the court when it looked in 2015 at the infringement proceedings brought by the Commission against Poland, it couldn't find then that these four conditions had been fully complied with. So this then um, is a very important uh, case, Commission versus Poland, uh, because it shows that the courts, the European courts, will look quite closely at the methods um, as to, to how price regulation is determined and implemented. Now, one thing 
um, that the court had not done um, in these cases was actually look at the level of the price. Was the level of the price, the price set uh, by the regulator, which would normally then be a maximum price, would that be justifiable? Obviously, that is an extremely complex question, and uh, I'm sure uh, many listeners will be well aware that while the third package of directives sets down principles for tariff methodologies for network tariffs, there is no uh, similar provision for the regulation of retail prices, supply prices. And that, of course, is not surprising because, on the face of it, uh, no such regulation of retail prices is supposed to be allowed. So, the courts could be confronted with a complex task. And indeed, um, that is proving to be the case because uh, at the end of 2014, on the 18th of December um, 2014, the highest uh, French administrative court, the Conseil d'État, has asked the Court of Justice for guidance on whether a French measure um, which uh, provides for a system of regulated gas tariffs can comply with Article 3 and uh, Article 3.2 in particular of the gas directive. So this is uh, an important uh, case that's now pending before the Court of Justice. Uh, there is no ruling yet, but one of the questions asked um, by the French court, and one which might be very difficult uh, for a court to deal with, is whether the level of the tariff set um, under the French gas regulation is legal. And what the French referring court, the Conseil d'État, has asked um, is whether or not um, a tariff which includes components which allow the incumbent supplier's costs to be covered in full, um, as well as costs which include components other than a portion representing long-term supply costs, could in fact be covered by the public service obligation. So it'll be um, upon the court now um, if it answers the questions uh, referred to it by the French Conseil uh, d'État to actually get to grips with the minutiae of retail tariff regulation. Um, so going beyond the conditions that it specified in the earlier Federal Utility case and applied in the Commission versus Poland case to look to see whether the actual tariff is, is reasonable as such in the light of a claimed objective of a member state that such a, a tariff can be justified under uh, public service obligations. So this case will uh, be very important. Now, in the meantime, the Commission has continued uh, with a number of infringement actions against member states uh, who continue to uh, employ retail price control in electricity markets as well as gas markets. 
Um, so there are still a number of pending cases uh, before the Court of Justice. So we can expect this to be um, an important uh, area for legal de developments uh, in the coming year. What is also very important, of course, um, is to remember that uh, the Commission is launching its new electricity market design. And this new electricity market de design will be intended, or is intended, to ensure uh, that demand-side response will be fully encouraged and fully utilised. Now, demand-side response requires consumers to be, to be proactive, and proactive uh, in, a, in the way that they manage their demand. So, demand-side response requires um, an, act, an active consumer, and that means uh, an active consumer that doesn't necessarily just switch from supplier to supplier, but an active consumer that is aware of his or her um, daily and even hourly energy use and adjusts uh, his or her demand accordingly. Now that means then, in turn, that um, the consumer, in order uh, to, to actually manage its, his or her demand, has to be aware of what the price of the energy is that's being supplied at any particular moment of the day. So, so that will be problematic um, if member states continue to impose price control. You need um, a price signal, a market price signal, uh, in order to encourage demand response. And finally, uh, and to conclude this uh, podcast, uh, I would also mention that when the Commission is considering uh, the legality of so-called capacity uh, remuneration mechanisms, so mechanisms that Member States want to use um, to ensure that there is sufficient new capacity, gas capacity, uh, coal capacity or other forms of generation capacity, uh, being built um, uh, in order to meet demand in general, then one of the uh, elements in this debate is whether or not suppliers or producers um, are in fact given sufficient incentives to invest in new plant. And here again the price regulation issue is important uh, because as the Commission argues in a number of its policy documents, as long as prices, retail prices are held down, uh, then consumers are not exposed to, to price spikes, and therefore the market does not convey the requisite signals uh, either to consumers uh, and then in turn to uh, investors that would promote new investment. So, in other words, uh, price regulation uh, can have a very dampening effect, not just on short-term market forces, but also the longer-term development of the electricity and gas markets. And it's that particular issue uh, that has to be dealt with in the context of the current debate on the legality under European law of capacity market mechanisms. So, price regulation 
is uh, a tricky issue. It will continue to occupy uh, the European courts. And one should not forget that in all matters of European law, the European courts have the last word. So any plans that the Commission might develop in the coming months as it rolls out its new market design and indeed as it rolls out its new deal for European consumers uh, will have to pass the test of legality at the European Court. So one will continue to watch carefully uh, developments at the Court, uh, the, the jurisprudence coming from the Court in the coming months with a great deal of interest. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast.